We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 4. Rankings, breakdown, starts, and sits with Jake Seeley from TheAthletic.com. Want to say hello to all of our TV viewing friends on the Game Plus Network. Thank you for coming in. But if you want the full uncut, uncensored version of the show, subscribe to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, smash a like to the episode. And in the comment section, I don't know, say something about the show. Rig the algorithm for me, okay? Thank you very much. And as always, if you're listening or even just want to help out the show, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. The Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League link is available right now in the description. Get on that quickly because it fills by like Wednesday night. So go reserve your spot right now. And if you want custom projections and optimizer and head-to-head simulator, well, you should go to runthesims.com. And runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount off of that right now. You're not doing well in season long? Hey, time to switch over to sports betting. Time to switch over to DraftKings. Win them bucks. Runthesims.com. All my rankings are on dknation.com. You can find those in the description right now. They will be updated every single day. I'll do a re-up on either Friday evening or Saturday afternoon and probably again on Sunday morning if anything changes just to make sure that everything is up to date on the situation. And I do the do that in the newsletter as well. Like if you're ever looking for the snap shares for the week, for the running backs, all the player notes, that's free to subscribe. Hit in the description. Jake Seeley, what's going on, dude? I can't believe it's week four already. Don't, don't we say that every single year, though? I think we say that every single week. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's week three. Oh, my God, I can't believe it's week seven. <laughs> no, but this really feels like we've like October is next week. Well, I mean, technically the end. And we're going to be already in October. It's going to be talking week five. And now we're already a quarter of the way through the season. It's just flies by and we get to finally sleep in three months. 
well, we'll see about that. Like I said, I, I got my kids. <laughs> they're sick right now. My wife is sick. I'm trying to take care of everyone squeezing the show. Got the rankings done. Cut myself shaving. Tried to cover it up. And now it just looks like I have a mole growing on my chin. So it's been a real hectic day. For see, me. this is why you have to have the felt. You got to get the facial hair because then you don't have to worry about it. You assume I can grow facial hair. I can grow like facial hair that's like one millimeter long and then it's real patchy. <laughs> Oh, the passiness is good. I was about to say, you might have that nice Matthew Fox kind of five o'clock permanent shadow, but if you have the patchiness, that's where it comes into play. If you have the passiness, you can't really do it. Listen, I, if I could be like Dr. Jack, you know, then I would be good to go, but obviously that's just not going to be the case for me. Although I was stuck on an island once, but I got off and did not want to go back ever again. Running back rankings, like I mentioned, DKNation.com. story someday. <laughs> it's not a real story. It's a joke. <laughs> Oh, I thought, I thought it sounded like it might be a real story. Sorry. Anyway, no, go ahead. Just the story of Lost. Right, right, right. But I thought that might have happened to you. You never know. But that I was straight, I was shipwrecked at some point in my life. I didn't say, you didn't say strip, I mean, strip wrecked. You, you didn't say shipwrecked. I mean, you could have went on a vacation somewhere and then the flight got canceled or something. And you got stuck there for extra days. Hey, you never know. Continue. Sorry that I thought, yeah, sorry I baited into your joke. I appreciate that you were concerned about my well-being, though, Jake. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Running right. back rankings for week four. Once again, DKNation.com. Hit the description of the pod and vid if you want the hot links to the updated rankings right now. Derek Henry, Elvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott coming off a nice Monday night game. Najee Harris, he who catches 38 balls a game. That's pretty good. Even a half-point PPR, that's pretty good. Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, who has two top five performances of running back so far this season. Saquon at eight, Gibson at nine, Joe Mixon at 10. And it goes Chubb. Then Madison, Edwards Alaire, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt. Then we get to Chuba Hubbard at number 16. Mm. I saw people like sweating Royce Freeman. I am not sweating Royce Freeman. I don't think it's going to be like 90% Chuba Hubbard, but I think it's going to be like 70% Chuba Hubbard, and that's good enough for me. Mm, I'm going to say I, I would be more comfortable with 60. Here's my biggest situation with Hubbard is coming out of college, the same thing we saw in that. And I know he's just stepping into for the situation, but what it comes down to is the pass blocking third down, which is something a lot of rookie running backs can struggle with. You go back to Ezekiel Elliott being one of the best best pass blockers coming out of college in a long time. Part of the reason with him and Harris and even Barkley is like they're more than capable. Like they're good pass blockers, let alone, you know, Zeke's exceptional pass blocker. But when you're on the bad side of it, where that is a deficiency. And for right now, Hubbard, I'm not saying he's miserable. And he's not going to get blown up like we saw Tyson Williams get blown up in week two, which could point to why he saw very little use in week three. But it's enough of a concern that Royce Freeman's a capable blocker and was out there in that game and in some passing situations because of that. And that's really what it comes down to. I agree with you that Hubbard is the lead, and I like Hubbard as a talent. People go back to college, speaking of college, you go back two years ago, people were talking about Hubbard as a first-round draft pick. Um, obviously, that changed, but I say for Hubbard, for that situation, even against San Francisco, there's no way I'm starting him in front of Chris Carson. No way. Like, Chris Carson is the man. Chris Carson, slap some respect in the name of Chris Carson at this point. I'm worried, uh, I'm worried, that, I'm worried that Chris Carson's not healthy. Like, he hurt himself at the end of that game. I don't know if he's going to be fully good to go. Okay, again, this is Tuesday, so plenty of time for everybody out there. You don't have to set your lineups and all that type of We talk about that all the time, assuming Chris Carson's healthy. So I would say him. I would say Miles Sanders and Jonathan Taylor. I could see toss-ups. I would still go with both of them, even in their situations, and even Taylor's situation being frustration. It really comes down to I would put Hubbard at 60%. I don't think he's getting 70 I think Royce Freeman's going to be more of a thorn 
He's not an issue in that facet, but he's more of a thorn that I just wouldn't put him that high. Okay, so you, I, I will give you the freedom to re-rank Chuba Hubbard for me in these rankings. I had him at number 16. Where would you move him to? You're looking at my rankings right now. Mm, I, again, Chris Carson, assuming healthy, but right behind Chris Carson. I would, I would play Hubbard over James Robinson, even against Cincinnati, even after what we just saw for James Robinson, because I still do not trust Urban Meyer from week to week. Yeah, I'm with you. And a lot of, let's not forget that a lot of his value last week or last week was derived from just an expanded role in the passing game, which felt like more situation based. And they were up in that game weirdly at halftime because of the just and they were able to. They, well, that's why he got no work in the first half. Why? Because they were up. He's it's the volume of the expecting them to be down. So I, I'm a kind of OK with James Robinson because just like garbage time for anybody else like the passing game is what helps him uh they were up and they were barely using him i'm not saying that carlos hyde hasn't kind of been pushed aside for these past two weeks which should have happened from week one but james robinson didn't see a lot of work because they were up it's actually the second half and when they were down and when they were passing and when he was on the field for all the passing downs which he has been so if you think cincinnati can run away with this James Robinson is a decent play. The problem is, does Jacksonville make this competitive? Like we saw, you know, briefly for the start of the last week and a little bit in week one. If it's competitive all the way out, you might only get 13 touches for James Robinson. I'm really disappointed that the Jags aren't good in garbage time because it feels like they really should be with all the playmakers on their team. It's like, all right, here comes Trevor Lawrence. Here comes Marvin Jones points, Chark points, and they get all their points in like the first 10 minutes of the game. Then that's it. The (laughs) offense doesn't do anything anymore. And here's the interesting thing. I know, I know what you're talking about. I completely agree. So there's nothing really to add to that. The interesting thing about James Robinson is because of what's played out the first three weeks, even with week one and more of a split with Carlos Hyde, he's still 12th, 12th among running backs in snap percentage. He's still on the field a hell of a lot, even after what happened in week one. But again, I point back to what you kind of just said is like, it's just a weird team and you kind of need them to be down to get manufactured touches for James. At the situation manufactures the touches for James Robinson because Urban Meyer's not giving him touches unless they're down, which is again, still weird. You put him on the field so damn much. Uh, it's just, this is like, like Urban Meyer with James Robinson's like Trey Sermon and Kyle Shanahan. There's, there's, there's something going on. He just hates the guy. Yeah, well, if you're wondering why, like, Alexander Madison is ranked where he is, I don't have Delvin Cook in the rankings. If Delvin Cook is cleared, then obviously I'm going to switch up the rankings. That's why you got to pay attention to the updated rankings. There's a bunch probably of Probably number two. Yeah, like, I don't have, uh, I don't know if they would just, I mean, I guess, yeah, if he's playing, then he's probably playing the full complement of everything that's going on. But, like, no Daryl Henderson in the rankings. I don't have Elijah Mitchell in the rankings as of right now. I want to see what the injury report says because right now it doesn't seem like they're going to play. That can always change. Like, Josh Jacobs can play this week for all we know, but we're probably not going to know that until Saturday at the earliest. So just pay attention to the rankings. We'll be good to go. Are you worried about mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor and or Miles Sanders, or did Sanders just get caught in just a weird game flow? So more worried about Jonathan Taylor. I have a little bit of worry for both of them, but the worry for Miles Sanders might this. So it might be clouded a little bit because I'm coming from the, I was pretty low on Miles Sanders this year, period, Uh, because, you know, I said it to you and I've said it a lot of times and it looked like it was reversing course in week one, which you brought up Josh Jacobs is a very similar situation is that I said, this Philadelphia Eagles team is telling us by their actions, by their usage, by the fact that they bring in Kenneth Gainwell, despite having Boston Scott, who's now been completely pushed aside. I'm not saying Boston, but they've told us by their actions, they don't trust Miles Sanders to be a three down pass catcher all the time. It looked like it might change a little bit different in week one. I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I should be back in. 
but it's con right back to that. Kenneth Gainwell is a lot more involved, similar to Naeem Hines still being a lot more involved for Jonathan Taylor. So I'm concerned about both. I'm a little bit more concerned with the Jonathan Taylor situation because, again, the good news was that Jonathan Taylor was still seeing passing game work in the first two weeks, even the third week. He's still seeing that use is that the offense is kind of what's killing him so far. I talked about last week that he had eight rushes inside the 10, was the only one with more than four rushes inside the 10 who hadn't scored. Uh, But on top of that, Hines is getting carries inside the 10. This offense is still hobbled like Carson Wentz is. So I'm slightly more concerned about Taylor, but I think that having Taylor and Sanders in the teens versus Taylor was a top 10 pick. And Miles Sanders feeling like he might get back into the RB1 conversation. I think that's a fair spot to have both of them. I just see so much with the two of them, like watching Jonathan Taylor on a week-to-week basis. You see the flashes of why this guy was picked. Some people were picking him inside the top five at running back. And you see that guy. It's just, is it the offensive line that's the issue? with the Colts or is it just every time or is it every time they get inside the 20 yard line like they legitimately don't seem like they know what they're doing I think it's a combination of all that the offensive line again you know you lose a piece like that and you're going to take a little bit of a hit it's not going to knock you down to the end of the world because how many times have we said volume is king I mean uh, we as in the fantasy industry it was part of the reason we poo-pooed and yelled at everybody who was down on Najee Harris because of the Pittsburgh offensive line last year James Robinson and David Montgomery on bottom 10 one of them bottom five offensive lines finishing as top 10 running backs because volume is king That being said, it's a little bit of a factor, but the biggest factor is when you have that, you have Michael Pittman trying to grow into a wide receiver one, which he could be with time, but it's a lot to put on him for this year with Zach Pascal, who, you know, very nice wide receiver from ODU, but similar to Travis Fulgham in the fact that he's put into a situation where he's probably better as a wide receiver three. The tight ends aren't doing a lot. Carson Wentz is playing through two bad ankles, and Carson Wentz is a big reason why this offense is having problems because he has no mobility. I mean, he looks like Eli Manning stuck and tall. Like, that's what he looks like back there. So you go to that, and it's just you make things easy for the defense. And by you, what you're talking about is you're somewhat predictable in the fact you're turning to Taylor and Hines so much in the red zone because Carson Wentz can't do anything that you just make it easier for the defense to predict you. And anytime you can take one facet and give it to the defense instead of being something you can trick with the offense, you just make things easy. And that's really why defenses have been able to not tee them up but it's limiting the fact that it's limiting the ways that they can beat you that being the Colts all right 21 to 30 I have Sony Michelle at number 21 Chase Edmonds Zach Moss Kenyon Drake Trey Sermon Mike Davis who is actually legitimately starting to lose time to Cordero Patterson at this point which is not great news he's losing touches to him at the very least which should be Mike Davis touches that's not good Jamal Williams at number 28 Melvin Gordon at 29 Tony Pollard at 30 then I got Fournette not sure about the status of Geo yet, but I do have him as if he is playing. James Conner, he is stealing touchdowns from everyone I need on the Cardinals <laughs> and doing nothing else. Tyson Williams at 33, Peyton Barber at 34, Cordero Patterson, J.D. McKissick, J.J. Taylor. I have the highest ranked of the New England running backs against Tampa Bay because where are they going to run it? Yeah, Nowhere right. is the question. Yeah. Who, who the hell are they going to throw to out of the backfield? Probably J.J. Taylor. Javante Williams, Damian Harris, and then Gio <laughs> Bernard. Uh, basically, once you get to 
Hell, even James Robinson. Now, Sony, if Daryl Henderson doesn't play, I'm good with Sony Michelle. I'm good with Chase Edmonds. So from like Zach Moss down, it's a real crapshoot. But then it's like level one crapshoot until you get to Tyson Williams. And it's like level two crapshoot when we're talking about like someone like Peyton Barber. We know he's going to get the goal line touches, but this is a game script. which throwing so many names. <laughs> which I think favors Kenyon Drake more than Peyton Barber. Yes, there's a lot of names in there that all, all kind of parse through. By the way, you made me think of Boondock Saints with that. Where, where are you going? He's going nowhere. I hate you remember that, that line. I hate that. Movie. You hate. So I, I've only seen it once, but so that line just stuck at that. That movie stuck out in my mind because we used to when we were playing video games like like Halo and crap like that, and somebody got killed and run over or something. We're just effing nowhere. But anyway, sorry to sidebar there. And there, I, 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 we finally agree on something. I don't hate the movie, but I just I watched it once and I was fine with it. I was like, okay, fine, saw it. Um, Mike Davis, yeah, there's a concern with Cordell Patterson, but at least it's like kind of a 50-50 split. Mike Davis is still getting his work. He's still getting some of the passing game work. He's still getting the volume. And that's where you have him where you do. The Tyson Williams, I would have significantly way, 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 way lower. I would have him behind Latavius Murray. But I it's, know it's just... But, but it's not like he's not playing. He played the majority of the snaps. They just didn't give him the ball. It was like Miles Sanders. It, to a degree, it was, too. But right out of the gate, they were already giving touches, not just to Latavius Murray, but they're giving touches to Devontae Freeman, too. I, I say that, like, look... Can Tyson Williams rebound? This is why I'm saying, so I just did my waiver comments being Tuesday. Ranks come out tonight at midnight. But I said, don't drop Tyson Williams just yet. Let's see one more week. But there is no way on earth I can start him. And, it, it, okay. you know, I might I might say maybe if they were facing the Lions, but they just faced the Lions <laughs> and he wasn't valuable. And now he's going against Denver. So there is absolutely, the only one I would risk is Latavius Murray because even before this, this is, you're right about the snaps. But even before this game, Latavius Murray was taking the goal line opportunities from Tyson Williams. That, that had been clear already in the first game with Latavius Murray. So I would only go Murray, but I don't want to. I like the J.J. Taylor call because he's stepping into the James White role. And if James White was here, we would rank James White the highest. I still don't want to start him. And I think that's a fair spot that he's alongside like the McKissick and the Cordell Pattersons of the world. And then the one other one, oh, you didn't really touch on it much, but I, I don't be smirch James Conner's name too much. I wasn't. I want a nice bet. Meany knows this. The, his touchdown prop was glorious last week, and that's a great situation to attack going forward. By the way, for every single week, so I, I made a few bucks on James Conner. I like that one. Jacksonville for a rushing touchdown always. Why does it look like James Conner lost a hundred pounds in this new uniform? Because he's wearing number six. It just it's, it's six is a very slimming number. He he did actually slim down a little bit this year, but on top of that, I, I think it's more the single digit on top of it. It's kind of a perception. The team, too. Maybe it's the jersey style. Maybe it's kind of creating. I mean, look at this. You can't really see it that much, but this straight out of Duckburg shirt that I wear. I'm not that svelte, but this shirt, just the way that it fits, makes me look a lot more angular than I am. So it's just maybe it's, just, maybe it's the uniform. Potentially so. Okay, let's move Tyson Williams down then. You'd have him behind Murray. Would you move? I have Murray at number 41. Would you move Murray up or would you just drop Tyson Williams below that somewhere? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would move Murray slightly up just because I'm not starting a Tampa Bay running back at all, period, forever, including Leonard Fournette. I'm not putting him over Leonard Fournette. I'd still play Leonard Fournette as much as I would begrudgingly do so. So, I mean, one spot, Latavius Murray, but that's the thing. I'd put Tyson Williams down in the 40s. I would, Michael Carter is way too low. I will say that. What, what does Michael Carter do? Nothing. 
Michael Carter is already splitting the touches, and it's a good matchup for him. Uh, so. is, okay, question. I have a question. Is there a good matchup for the Jets who are god-awful? <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, you could argue that for sure. I'm just saying the upside of Michael Carter is something. This is what it comes down to. You and I, this is funny. I'm going to basically throw your argument about drafting at you for ranks. And I know it's two different scenarios. But when I'm this deep, if I'm starting to get to RB40 plus, screw the Frank Gores of the world. Like, I, I Jer- Jeremy McNichols, Ty Johnson, David Johnson. I was going to say, single- Jer- Jer- Jeremy McNichols is probably the home run shot you want to play because he might get eight touches against the Jets. Maybe, but I know there's touches for Michael Carter, and I'm going to go with upside. If you want to play McNichols over David Johnson, you have my blessing. My point being is once you're in the 40s, I'm going for upside. I'm not playing A.J. Dillon and Ronald Jones and Malcolm Brown, who you also have in this range, and he is in front of them. But I'm just saying, like, I'm going upside. I'm going for somebody who could potentially finish top 25. That's not a very high bar, but Michael Carter in this range, Latavius Murray gets a touchdown in this range. McNichols, I'm again. I'm fine if you want to put McNichols, but I would play those guys over a Geo of Singletary, David Johnson, and stuff like that. I mean, those guys are so bad, though, is the problem. Like, I, I don't, I don't agree with. I mean, maybe if he scores two touchdowns, Michael Carter can get Who? there and get inside the top twenty. But I have seen nothing from him. Oh, he can get or this he can offense get in the top twenty with one touchdown. Could he? He gets like eight touches a game. He, it's been slowly working up. Yeah, they, 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 were, they, were, they were using him last week until he put two balls in the dirt because he couldn't catch, and they benched him for a while. And that happens, and guess what? He came back into the game. They did bench him for a little while, but these things happen. Marquise Brown also dropped two touchdowns. Hey, but he's not getting benched. No, I know, but also, he Carter got benched and came back. I mean, unless he's going to catch eight passes, I just don't see where this is going. I'm I'm just saying there's upside versus the other. Like, okay, let's go down your list here. Uh, what's the put it this way? What's the difference between JJ Taylor and Michael Carter? Because JJ Taylor, in my mind, if he is playing this James White role, might actually have eight catches. Is he though? That's the thing. We it, don't know. He, I don't know. Brandon I, I, Bolden. I, I would Brandon still, Bolden just it, was on the field last week more than he was. Be, it could be Brandon Bolden. I choose to believe it is JJ Taylor. I would rather put my stock in that than play Michael Carter this week against the Titans. So yes, bad defense, but that game's going to be like fourteen nothing really early. And Zach Wilson is atrocious. Like he is really bad. I don't disagree with that, and I love the fact that. Tim almost Ander cursed the hell out of the Packers, and I'm so close to happening. Oh, I wanted that to happen. Um, but look, the, the fact is, I we'll, we'll do that. You want to do Carter versus Taylor in Week Four? Yeah, sure. I'll go Carter versus Taylor. Yeah, I'll take Taylor. You can have Carter. Half point PPR. Okay. Boom. Game on. Uh, any other running backs you want to talk about? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I dropped. Tyson. You can drop Ronald Jones if you haven't, everybody. I don't know what you're waiting for. Ronnie Jones? Oh, poor Ronald Jones. Was never should gonna... have been. You should have never been invested in the Buccaneers' backfield to begin with. And second of all, as soon as Ronald Jones has one good game, people are going to put him back in the lineup, and then he's going to go belly up again. And that's why you should drop him. I dropped Tyson Williams to number 41. That's one spot behind Latavius Murray, if you wanted to know. Week three of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 or more on any football game. 
Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 4 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PME to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DOP this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Wide receivers, um, I'll just rattle off the top 20 because you're probably going to be playing all of them, and you'll see what I had to do with the Tampa Bay receivers because I just don't have a clue at this point. Devontae, Cup, Hill, Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, Stephen Diggs, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, CD Lamb. DeAndre Hopkins at 11, Terry McLaurin, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, Tower Lockett, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones is assuming no A.J. Brown this week, Debo Samuel, then I go Godwin Evans, Antonio Brown, because who knows? <laughs> Just you're playing them all if you got them. I got Beckham at 23, Michael Pittman at 24, Tyler Boyd, Brennan Cooks, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, Jacoby Myers, who I think is the Patriot you probably want to play in this game against Tampa. And then Corey Davis at number 30. This seems like a nice rebound spot for Corey Davis. I think that's how the Jets... Revenge! Not, not even that. I totally forgot about <laughs> that, to tell you the truth. But if there's going to be a way that they score in this game, because Elijah Moore's dealing with a concussion already. Denzel Mims sucks, can't even get on the field. Who knows what's going on with Crowder and his groin injury. That's it's it. going to be Berrios, and it's going to be Corey Davis, and Corey Davis is their like, deeper down the field threat. Far more likely to score a touchdown. So I actually don't mind Corey Davis here okay so do we want to like go back up top and come back to this yeah no uh, so th- th- those are the top 30 we can you can start at any point you want <laughs> so you know, I, I love the hedging of the bets with the tampa bay like how would you rank like in your rankings this week how are you going to distribute like their rankings because i'm just we have, no, no no we had that conversation we, we we legitimately for everybody that might not have seen it we had the conversation is that uh, I said if everything was neutral, we dis- this is where the one facet we disagreed. We agreed and disagreed at the same time. If everything's neutral, I'm always going to go Godwin's, Evans, Brown. And you said you would go Godwin, Brown's, Evans. But where we both agreed is just play the matchups with Evans and Brown. And that's why you and I actually both called it right those two weeks in a row. That the Brown one, we talked about it. We talked it out. You said why, and I said I agree with you. The very next week, you said Mike Evans, and I agreed with you because that's the matchups going forward. So all things equal, that would be the order. And I think that's a fair order to have them this week against the Patriots because this isn't a clear Brown or a clear Mike Evans day. Unless, I will say this, Pat, if somebody pops off and says something during this week... Antonio Brown wise, then, you know, because Tom Brady will do it. Tom Brady's going out there to break the record in the first quarter, pass Drew Brees and get through because he's going to get Tom Brady will do it. And if somebody says something about Antonio Brown facing the Patriots and blah, 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 like, like, then, you know, it's going to be Antonio Brown because Tom Brady is that kind of guy to do that. So that's the only thing that could change my mind in the way you have him right now. Okay, so those are the Patriots or the Tampa Bay guys. I can see that happening. Yep. And look, it's not 24 like- is too high. 24 is too high for Michael Pittman? P- Michael Pittman. 
Uh, the Miami secondary is very good, and it comes down to I the Carson Wentz. It's just I, I cannot trust Carson Wentz with Michael Pittman against Miami. If they were going against the Ravens trash secondary, which everybody goes against and does well, the Detroit Lions, a lot of it against a good secondary with how Carson Wentz, I would actually feel better about Michael Pittman if Jacob Eason was that quarterback at this point. Maybe. So it's 12 targets back-to-back weeks for Michael Pittman. And the one thing that they have been doing is moving him around the formation because you would think it would just be Zach Pascal out of the slot all of the time but they've been moving Pittman inside and that's where I mean it's the same reason that I like Hunter Renfro so much last week is when you attack the Dolphins you want to stay away you want to stay inside the hashes maybe it's a big Jack Doyle game a big Mo Alley Cox game but I think that Frank Reich is savvy enough to move Pittman to the inside a lot of the time and really try to target him over the field on these short passes because frankly that's all Carson Wentz can throw at this point sure and I think that that is who they want to get going. Like I said 12 targets back-to-back weeks. Obviously, the passing game is trying to flow through him. Maybe it's a bit of an overrank. I'm good with moving him back down, but I do feel confident that he's going to see around double-digit targets again. Whether they're good targets, I can't really right. speak to that. That's why. And that's what it comes down to. I, I, you're not wrong in anything you said. It's just against Miami, even if they did, I just don't know how much Carson Wentz is going to connect with him. So um, you don't have T. Higgins... I in. would definitely. No, st- I don't yeah, have T. Right. Higgins in the rankings. I would definitively start Tyler Boyd over Pittman, and that's not even a second thought in my mind. And if Higgins is out there, I would start Higgins over Pittman, but not Tyler Boyd uh, okay. to make that clear. Um, the volume king of the world at twenty six should never be outside the, the, the top twenty. The, this is I don't a, care. The, I don't, the, care. The, the, I don't care. care. I care. I care because this was the same spot McLaurin was in last week, and if it wasn't for like a garbage time, like juke one guy when Buffalo stopped trying, he scored like six points. Okay, and exactly that's what could happen in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Brandon Cooks is on pace for 180 targets. I, I don't care. I'm starting Brandon Cooks inside my top 20 every single week. I'm And I will take the three for 17 on the chin, but there's just no way I don't have Brandon Cooks in my lineup every single week. All right, so would you go Michael Pittman or Corey Davis? Hmm. I would still lean Michael Pittman. Okay. Mostly because here's the problem. Corey Davis is only, and I say only, he's only up to 21 percent, 21% and change in team target percentage coming off of a 10-target game. It really comes down to what you were talking about Zach Wilson before, too. And the problem is some of Corey Davis's routes, Corey, Zach Wilson doesn't have time to wait for. <laughs> and hell, if Jameson Crowder is back, finally... I might even slide Corey Davis down a little bit more. Oh, uh, I, I don't know it. about that. I, I don't know if Jamison Crowder takes away at all from Corey Davis. It just makes Braxton no, Berrios. Zach unusable. Wilson only has time to go to J- Jamison. Sure, Crowder. but I, I feel like those the the reason that Berrios has been targeted so often, not so much against Denver because he legit had no time. Uh, he was just on his back right. the entire time. But all of those targets, you would think, would funnel to Crowder. It's not really taking anything away from Corey Davis. Uh, I still think that Berrios would still get involved some enough it mostly because there is no elijah moore like if elijah moore was out there i still think it's you know that opportunity but so that being said Corey davis uh with no deontay i play claypool uh i almost said waddle i'm kind of back and forth on waddle's getting all the volume but will fuller is gonna keep getting more and more involved jalen waddle is putting up like old school danny amendola on the rams type numbers right now it's like oh 13 catches for 13 yards i was thinking julian edelman that's really (laughs) what i was going through Julian Edelman with what that was that one week it was like 13 for 80 yards and in full point ppr was busting off like 22 three points he's like the Najee harris of receivers yeah. Good God. Najee Harris in the targets last week. 
It's <laughs> insane. That's why that's the problem that I have with Claypool. So I don't have Deontay Johnson in the rankings. I do have Juju in. It looks like he's going to play with his rib problem, but Ben sucks. Like it's a real problem. Oh yeah, we know that. And if, they, and they should just as bad as Mason Rudolph is, just to know what you're getting out of your quarterback, they should just turn to him. Man, like if they brought in Cam, how big of an upgrade would that be right now? Uh 20%. Only because Cam doesn't throw a ton. It does, I don't but, want that to happen. But, but if they can, I don't want that to happen. I, I don't know. I think it would really impact Harris because he definitely wouldn't get any right. of these drop-offs. And right. Harris is just getting smashed behind the line of scrimmage every single time. That's okay for fantasy because he's just getting the ball so often. If they brought in Cam, it would really allow them to play a different style of game. It would really negate all of their skill weapons. But I think as an actual team, based on how this team is constructed around its awesome <laughs> defense, like ball control, running the ball, I know the offensive line sucks, but Cam can help you out in that regard. I think they'd just be a lot, they'd be a better team overall at this point. Yes, I agree with that part. I was, for fantasy, is everything you just said, which by the way, I'm looking at Najee Harris right now, who is the only person, you know what his snap percentage is so far? 96%. Yep, 96.3. The next closest is Kamara at 80 on the dot, 80 even. The thing I was laughing at while you were saying that is the yards before contact for Najee Harris. Negative one? Point, point zero 0.03. <laughs> it's not great. Even Barkley has 0.85 for the Giants to give you an idea of what that means. Joe Mixon, 0.87 on the Bengals offensive line. Najee Harris is 0. 0.03. <laughs> Do you, so you don't have no problem with Beckham, where I have him ranked at number twenty-three? No, at, not at all. Like the first, if, honestly, people are probably saying he's too low if he comes down with that Beckham-like catch that he almost had. Yeah, but he, it's not Beckham from six years ago anymore. Now, no, I, it's not. Tr- trying to get like Beckham to make the most ridiculous highlight catches in the history of time. Like, don't want to bank on that. I want to bank on that target share, which is nice. <laughs> and I know that the Vikes can score, which actually might unleash the Browns' passing game just a little bit this week. It unlocks it. Yeah, there's the code right there, which, by the way, I do like that you have Cortland Sutton inside your 30 by a decent margin, too, going against Baltimore secondary. And yeah, Baltimore secondary and sucks. This is your second. I keep saying I said this on two shows already. Now, Pat, you'll be the third show. It's your second opportunity. Week one was your first. And this is now your second opportunity to buy low on Cortland Sutton before it's too late. I like Tim Patrick as well. I have Tim Patrick at number 36. I just think he's oh, sure. And like, I'm with you. I think you can attack the Ravens through the air. No problem. And realistically, yeah. Cortland Sutton had a bad game in a really easy matchup. That was almost part of the problem is that the matchup was kind of too, too easy. easy. Then they didn't have to throw anymore. They caught all his targets and it just, it just wasn't needed. Teddy didn't even throw, what did he throw for like 210 or something like that? No touchdowns? No, Patrick had a touchdown, didn't he? Teddy? I thought so. I thought... I thought Teddy had zero. I, I, I mean, I could be misremembering. I'm already on to. I'm on to week four. I'm on to Cleveland. <laughs> All right. So 31. <laughs> I, I moved Michael Pittman down to 30. One spot behind. Michael Pittman, I'm still not trusting Chase Claypool all the way. He is a wide receiver three for me. He's number 31 in the rankings. Jalen Waddle, 32. Hollywood Brown, 33. The opportunity no. the opportunity is there. We saw it. Henry Ruggs, 34. Chark, Tim Patrick, Devonta Smith. The Bees, Cole Beasley. Don't let him cough in your face. And people just clear out for him. He gets 11 catches a game. Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, then Juju. I like Rondell Moore in this matchup way more than Christian Kirk. I was the opposite on that last week. I was right. It was one of the very few things I was right about was Christian Kirk a week ago. So it goes more Emmanuel Sanders, Robert Woods, Zach Pascal. Uh, again, if he's going to be patrolling the slot, that should give him a few easier targets against Miami. Ayuk, Aguilar, Christian Kirk, Hunter Renfro, Braxton Berrios, assuming no Jamison Crowder. That's the top 50 at wide receiver. Okay. 
Okay. First, don't make me question myself. He did not have a touchdown. He did um, not. Okay. So that, what, what was he then? What, what was his final stat line? Oh, Patrick was five for 98. Five for, big yes, that's what it is. Yeah, he almost got to 100 yeah. yards. That's Yeah, Bridgewater was 235, zero touchdowns, zero picks. He sucks. Um, it does suck. Allen Robinson, nothing he can do as long as Nagy tries to lose his job. Uh, with like He's the new Adam Gase. There's no question about it. My God, can you imagine the unleashing of this team when they get rid of him? Uh, so but there's really not much you can do. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, he's de- destroying this entire offense, especially if he's going to say he's going to start Nick Foles this week. Screw you, buddy. Um, you know what? If, yeah. if they announce Nick Foles as the starter, I'll move Allen Robinson back up into the top 20. Top 20? Yeah. Foles will just uh, Foles will drop back and throw it to Allen Robinson every time. It's still Nick Foles. I would not start Allen Robinson in this offense with Nick Foles over Boyd. I mean, Allen Robinson no, was awesome with Nick Foles last year when Nick Foles was playing. At times, at times. And if also you've seen this playbook that's out there, it's it's the Andy Dalton playbook, which means you get 10 plays the entire game. So <laughs> it just that's like I don't like Allen Robinson until this point has been quarterback immune. Like it didn't matter who yeah. his quarterback was. He's not he, apparently and, he's not scheme immune anymore. No. And that's really what it comes down to. Like he would be inside my top 25. I was just saying Allen Robinson versus Tyler Boyd with no T Higgins. I'm starting Tyler Boyd. I'm starting Odell Beckham. It's a very slim margin. You said top 20, but I'm just saying some of those names right in front of him. I wouldn't. But anyway, uh, the one I'll go back to it. I got to go back down your list here to find. Oh, Brandon Ayuk against Seattle. Super, super, super way too low. Uh, he's back to getting to 100%, just like Saquon Barkley. Uh, I The buy below window is firmly closed on Ayuk, and the gap between him and Samuel should be about 10 spots, not 25. I, don't know. I just think Samuel's better for one thing, and this is the George Kittle game against Seattle, who just legitimately. We just had the George Kittle game. No, we're getting. We can have no, it again. no, 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 no. We're getting the George Kittle game this week. Now, Ayuk over everybody up to forty. I'd put him over Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, you don't have to. You know what? Good. Yeah, you know what? I will move him up. I'll put him. I'll put him at number forty-one then. <laughs> I almost thought about putting him in front of Galladay and Beasley, but Beasley against Houston. Here's the thing, too, and why Beasley sets up well is this the, This is a lesson, and I'm sure you know this, Pat, for everybody out there. If you're trying to stream tight ends, it's not perfect, but it does help a lot. Look for teams that run a lot of cover, too, because that opens things up for tight ends, but it also opens up things for players like Cole Beasley. So Houston does run a lot of cover, too, because I covered them last week for that reason. Um, those are the kind of teams to look for when you're looking for streaming tight ends options. If you're trying to break a tie, like if you're like Knox versus Tanyan, well, Knox gets to face the Houston defense. Yeah. Seattle. I mean, are they still playing their cover three, or are they morphed into more of a cover two now? I'd have to pull it up. I haven't pulled that up for this week yet. I could do so while you're talking. Because Con- Conklin just dummied them last week. I mean, Conklin, that's the excitement that we had for Conklin now. When As soon as... Um, Irv Irv Smith got hurt. Yeah, that was that was the hope that we had. Uh, if you're throwing some darts from the very bottom, let's say 50 and beyond, where are you going? Because I don't think you can play. Uh, Robbie Anderson's gonna have like a seven for 200 yard game at some point oh, this it's year. Definitely coming. <laughs> but it's who knows when it's coming. No, uh, I would I would take the chance on Robbie Anderson going against Dallas. And if you think of it this way, the way that Diggs has been playing for Dallas. And they try to just basically the big thing is that Diggs has been shadowing a lot this year, which is what a lot of people didn't expect. And he's kind of getting to if you want to 
not high, not hyperbole for three weeks, but you can start to say the way his effect level, his effect level for the first three weeks has put him in the conversation of, oh, this is Bradbury. This is Jerry Alexander. This is somebody we should be legitimately worried about for limiting. Again, you don't bench your studs ever, but limiting upside. And I say that to say, if he shadows DJ Moore, we could get Robbie Anderson to six or seven targets. And that's what it comes down to. He still probably only catches half of them. But if you can get him with three receptions, that's probably turning into about 50 yards and hopefully a touchdown. Although Terrace Marshall is intriguing here too because of no CMC similar to last year. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Do we think that Curtis Samuel is going to be back next week? Mm, I thought there's a chance he's back this week. He could be. I I'm, I'm, I don't have him in the rankings right now, but so I assume he's he was eligible. Gonna, he's eligible. I, I get that he's eligible, but I mean, who knows with him? I mean, who does know, but it's at least with paying attention to to see if he does play this week. Sure. I think everyone should go pick up Curtis Samuel. I think that he's a just free player. I can't player. believe he's out there in so many leagues. So many leagues. It's it's actually ridiculous. Uh, of guys that like maybe were decent pickups this week, how how do you pronounce Nick Westbrook? I Ekine? Is it Ekine? Are we positive I, on that? I I mean, the last time, but this is also the fact that there's an article out there that you pronounce shark's name shark and not shark but you never know until you hear from the players yourself so i mean i could do the quick search for you and see if we have no it. no i mean <laughs> we, we can just call him i'm kind of nick westbrook russell's brother from another mother because it's I-Kai i just yeah i just called him i just called him westbrook because Didi's not relevant anymore hey he, he's on the vikings isn't he yeah he's not relevant anymore <laughs> there we go yeah when kj osborne's stealing all your snaps not going well for you dd westbrook my guy too i love dd westbrook so much uh so westbrook not dd nick nick westbrook nick if there's gonna be it's actually nicholas by the way too oh i mean shocker that a guy whose name nick is actually full name is nicholas you know did you know I, my full I, name is patrick i mean i did know that obviously but you didn't know that with nick Oh, Nicholas? Yeah. Well, that's because I do that's because I do rookies. Okay. Anyway, he's running he, if there's going to be no AJ Brown, we thought it might be Chester Rogers, yes. but it's no. not. It's apparently going to be Westbrook. Yes. It was out there significantly more than Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers actually, if you look at 3 plus wide, so basically three wide receivers, four wide receivers, anything more than that, three plus wide, 100% of the snaps. He's only out there for three wide. Now, maybe they change that up knowing that A.J. Brown's that, but I'd say from even just the tell in that game that Westbrook looks to be the one not. Uh, why can't – there's no damn name for him. Oh, here we go. I found it. It is Akina. You would have given me a million guesses at that. Guesses you would never said that. So keen is the bold. Keen is the heavy pronunciation. It's a keen uh. Like so a, two us. A keena. A keena. Just like my girl Kina from the challenge from the dual one. Westbrook Akina. Westbrook Akina. All right. Well, that's good to know. When now when like I play him, he gets zero zero. I was gonna say for the one week, and then he ends up not being. Hey, see, he's thirty two hundred bucks on DraftKings. I actually have a thing. Like Donovan Peoples Jones is thirty two hundred bucks. Westbrook Akina Akina is thirty two hundred bucks, and my and my other guy from last year, two L Colin Johnson, who I think is actually a good receiver, and he might be better than Hunky Tony on the Giants. I, in my waiver article, said let everybody else go after Tony unless you think you can flip him a trade and go pick up Colin Johnson for cheaper and being the one who's going to be out there because this is what I said. Like, Tony fits the Shepard role. We know this. 
Colin Johnson fills the Slayton role. Uh, it's like Colin Johnson is the hell of a man, by the way. Six, six, two, thirty, two, forty. Like He's a giant specimen. Yes. What it comes down to is those roles are clear. They draft the Giants drafted Tony for the future, also thinking he replaces Shepard next year because Shepard's contract is voidable next year for very little dead money. So I say all that to say that's how it plays out and we know Shepard when he's on the field is more valuable than Slayton because he can also play out wide and stays on the field more if they're in too wide it's going to be Colin Johnson not Tony and that's where it is so where the roles stay the same the snap counts are going to reverse and Colin Johnson should have Shepard's snap count where Tony gets Slayton and if Tony has Slayton that's very that's very tough to trust Hey, we're back making new memories in a new world. And I found the best way to hold those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. Who doesn't love art? Who needs to put things on their wall? That would be me, me and my family. We have way too much wall space. So putting some art from Paint Your Life really works out in our favor here. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. Get professional hand-painted portraits created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or combine photos of peoples or places that you love into one painting. It's fast. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks and send any picture, yourself, your children, family, a special place, someone you loved who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, or even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sports. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. And trust me, it's hard to find gifts for anyone these days, especially when you get to my age, you know what to do with it. And like sending people like a, a $50 bill really isn't cutting it. So get them something that's super personal and they're going to absolutely love at paintyourlife.com. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word MAYO to 64000. That's MAYO to 64000. Text MAYO to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply, available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Mayo to 64,000. Healthy snacks have a bad reputation, and let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up, and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and here's the thing, they're only 150 calories. Also, they are delicious. I went through both my boxes really quickly, and I had to immediately put in another order for more because I enjoyed them so much, and they really filled me up during the day. They were the perfect post-workout snack for me because I don't want to consume a bunch of calories and I don't want to carb up right after I've finished at the gym. I, you know, I want to carb up before I go to the gym, not after I go to the gym. And this just made me feel good and full for the rest of the afternoon. So need them to get here quickly and they will. That's not going to be a problem for you. They're the perfect snack to satisfy your sweet tooth without any guilt. And that's always been my biggest problem. That's why I've been enjoying the Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars, either as a quick breakfast, post-workout, or even when I'm running errands and I'm out on the go and I don't want to stop and get fast food. 
It's awesome. I highly suggest that you check it out. So try it out for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for all the listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code MAYO at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's packed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com, that's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, and select any product, then enter code MAYO to check out to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, let's move over to tight ends. I got uh, this guy, Travis Kelsey. He's number one. If you could draft first overall right now, would you take Travis Kelsey? Mm, He's scoring six more points a game than the number two tight end. No, because it really comes down to we're playing the hindsight with that Christian McCaffrey's already missed time and stuff like that. Put it this way, Pat, for the argument that you've always had, and you told me Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, I would consider him over basically everybody else. I still probably go Barkley now that he's 100%, but we're playing preseason. That's kind of both arguments there. Kelsey should have been in the on the conversation of Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Alvin Kamara, if you want to have that kind. By the way, maybe sell high on Alvin Kamara. He's on pace to out-touch his previous career high by almost 50. He might get worn down just because he's Alvin Kamara. And it's not like he's been great. No, and that's that's the good and a good point too. Is even with that volume, he hasn't even been true Alvin Kamara because Jameis Winston is just stunting this. So who would have thought that Jameis Winston, even with that terrible second week of interception, still being more efficient than he has been and a little smarter with the ball? Oh no, no, destroy- we, we saw some vintage. Je- that touchdown pass last week was vintage Jameis. Okay, I said somewhat smarter with the ball. <laughs> yeah, that, that touchdown pass could have very easily been an interception too. <laughs> So Kelsey, Waller, Hawkinson, Kittle, Pitts, Andrews, Higby. I think that's tier one. I mean, Kelsey's tier one, and then it's those guys. Gronk, Fant, <laughs> Logan Thomas is the rest of the top ten. Logan Thomas has just become Robert Tunyon from last year. He just gets it done every week in the weirdest ways possible because he runs the most routes of any percentage-wise of any tight end in football for his team, so that helps. Goddard, Gesicki, Conklin, Jack Doyle against Miami. I kind of pointed out why I like the inside the seams guys there. It's 14, it's number 14. Hooper, Pat Firemouth, as I'm going to continue to say it. Cole Komet, Dawson Knox, Uzma, Hunter Henry. I mean, you're not playing those guys. You can go pick up Jack Doyle if you want to and play him, I think. Uh, you could. Uh, let's see. Dawson Knox, I think is intriguing. I t- I, where, do you not have Tommy Tremble on here? Do I not have who on here? Tommy Tremble. No. Uh, look, I with the fact that they just traded Dan Arnold and cleared that we're, up. We're doing this again? Like, Dan Arnold wasn't even good. No, but we also don't have Christian McCaffrey anymore, so the passing game opens up. And that might, I said, I already said that might go to Terrace Marshall. They are finding ways to get Tremble involved, and that's all I'm saying. Tremble and Pat Fryermuth for pre-draft, I had them on the same tier. A lot of people thought Fryermuth was worlds in front of Tremble, but Tremble's a little bit better in the passing game. Fryermuth is a little bit more of a complete tight end. I'm not saying put Tremble all the way up at Fryermuth, but to take a flyer on Tremble over Max with two X's and Jack Doyle and stuff like that, I would just because that's opened up for a clear path for more snaps. I don't like how high Gasecki is either. Gasecki, that was a one week. That was a situational. J- Jalen Waddle still stunts his opportunities way too much for where he plays. 
Maybe, but that just seems to be where Jacoby Brissett wants to throw the ball. Five yards for one in front week. of him. He's, for still one play, week. he's still playing quarterback. I'm not trusting it for a second week until I see I mean, I'm, I'm not saying. trusting it. I have a number 12. You have to stream a tight end. How many tight ends can you theoretically project for over 10 targets? He is one of them. I'm just saying, I would play one, two, maybe three tight ends. So I'm just, I'm not saying bury the guy into the you know, earth, but I'm starting Conklin, who you have right behind him. I'm starting Dawson Knox against Houston. Again, that opportunity and what Dawson Knox has been for the past two weeks. And I know his could go sideways any given week just from that team. And then, look, touchdown or bust, but Tanya's still out there a bunch. I just Tanya versus Gasek, eh, maybe. I would at least, okay, two, at least definitively two. All right, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna trust my guy Gasicki here to be tight end twelve for the week. I, I think that he can somehow create enough Catch of thirty a, yards. Yeah, listen, <laughs> be tight eight, end eight, eight catches for thirty <laughs> yards, we're good to go from Jacoby Brissett. Not he's, even that. He's in the he's in the Jacoby zone in a revenge game too for Jacoby Brissett. The only one I couldn't really figure out was Dalton Schultz. Like, what do I do with him? I have, I had him at twenty four. I did these before the Monday night game. I went to go adjust it, but I wanted to talk to you like. I, this just has the feeling of a setup of everyone plays Schultz this week and he has one catch. And that's really what it comes down to. Still splitting too much with Jarwin. It's very, go back to the OJ Howard, Cameron Brait days. And really what it comes down to is, you know, one's a little bit better of a blocker than the other, but there was no guarantee week to week to week to week who would be the one and who would be the one to also get the touchdown. So, you know, Probably Schultz gets Carolina a little bit higher if you really want to. I mean, I'm surprised you have him behind the most hated tight end in the history of forever at 21. But all that being said, you know, I'm not going crazy off Dalton Schultz off of one game. Quarterback rankings. I got Kyler Murray at number one. Him and he's going to be tough to impeach from the number one spot because even when he has, it's a lot, it's a lot like Jalen Hurts. Even when they suck, they're really good. So that's <laughs> a positive. So Kyler, Josh Allen, Herbert against Vegas is a situation I love. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts at number five against Kansas City. Dak, Stafford, Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow is the top ten. Then I got Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins, Baker, Darnold, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, Teddy B, and Tyler Heineke against the Falcons. You want to move someone yeah. up? You want to move someone down? I mean, I know why you did it, but there's no way I have Lamar Jackson that low. I know. I, again, I preface that with I know why you did it, but I'm never going to have Lamar Jackson behind. I, I don't care against Jacksonville, I, and I'm a Joe Burrow guy, but Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, I, I you know, Tom Brady is going to torch the Patriots so I would potentially stop there but there's no way I start Tannehill and Burrow over Lamar Jackson if I had that choice which I don't think many people do anyway if I had that choice I would start Tannehill and Burrow I'd feel good about that yeah I'm not doing that other side of it mm, Russell Wilson are you are you playing like he doesn't show up against San Francisco narrative is that what you're doing here I just haven't been impressed by Russell Wilson at all it's like he plays 20 good minutes and decides to take the rest of the game off it's just very confusing Okay. Like he, uh, he's not putting up elite like, points against bad defenses. What's he going to do against like a slightly above average defense? So there's no way Jameis Winston's inside my top 20 uh, against the Giants secondary, which means he's probably going to throw four touchdowns now. But there is no way on earth. I, put it this way. I am full panic mode. I gave him four out of five ducks on the worry report, but I would start Trevor Lawrence over Jameis Winston. I there's Tre you would, there's Tre nothing. Trevi can't put up numbers in garbage time. Until he can start I, doing I, that, he's unplayable. I don't even care. There's no way. Jameis Winston can't put up numbers. 
period. Oh, yeah. You he can't go for 200 you, yards. You, you, don't worry about that. You got to play the touchdown game here with Jameis. And he'll be calling his and own he's not, number. He's not getting against the Giants secondary. I think the Giants secondary might be a bit overrated. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, well, then you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Teddy is such a great passer. You're just able to throw all over them. I will. I would start Teddy over Winston. I would start Taylor Haneke over Winston. Uh, Daniel Jones is a good call here because the Saints run defense is on the same level of the Buccaneers run defense where you should be concerned about matchups for 100 percent. Now, you're not benching Barkley. We already ran right past him and didn't even talk about Saquon Barkley, but it's at least a little bit of concerning of a matchup there. So, again, not going much further than that, but. Justin Fields, if he's the quarterback against Detroit, that's even if Matt Nagy is going to give him five plays to run, not pull the field in half, not let the receivers get deep that have speed, not use your four flip it. By, I'm referencing a lot. If everyone goes to read it over at the athletic, uh, Kevin Fishbane went down the entire thing, how Nagy set him up to fail and not necessarily intentionally. And that's conspiracy theorist situation, but he did him no favors. He didn't do anything in that game to make a playbook, to give Fields opportunities to succeed. Fields is a rookie. Fields has admittedly said he sometimes doesn't see the pressure in the pocket. There are ways you can do that. Jalen Hurts last year and his last four games of the season, the Philadelphia Eagles, despite having the worst offensive line we've seen in some time, no receivers to throw to, still gave Hurts opportunities to succeed, and he threw for 300 yards, two, two different games. You can set a quarterback up to not fail. Nagy set him up to fail. There's no way I'm starting Justin Fields, and I love Justin Fields. I just want to see it get a little bit better. Then I'm back all in on Justin Fields. You convinced me to move him up last week, by the way. Then people gave me shit for it. They should be giving you shit and for it. I spent the first, go ask Chris Meaney. I spent the entire five first minutes of the Monday show apologizing for Justin Fields because. Oh, of please. Matt Nagy. You know what? Listen, if you're watching out there and you're getting it, Jake, I mean, like you said, you can come at me. Jake talked me into it, and I believed what he said because I trust Jake on these things. You're going to be like, hey, Mayo, nice ranking of Justin Fields. You know, I don't fucking care if you win or lose. No, no, I'm no. Not here, here's the thing, Pat. Uh, to give you the quick version of what I said to Meany, I went with that ranking thinking that Nagy was a competent coach. Now, the reason I said I will take some of the blame, and this is for lesson learned. I brought up the fact that I've said to you, I've said to probably every podcast I've ever been on, I always use Lamar Miller as the example. Sometimes we want something that's not true. I wanted Justin Fields to be used properly. I expected that to happen. My mistake was expecting Nagy to change his playbook in one week or either give him opportunities to succeed. I put too much faith in Nagy. I made that mistake. Let me rephrase that. I do hope that you win. I am rooting for you to win. But after the fact, you know, I can't do anything about it. So I don't want to hear it <laughs> ever. And I, and I just won't get muted or blocked or whatever. Just, I don't care. Uh, defenses, before we get out of here, very quickly, I got the Saints at number one against your boy, Danny Fums. Uh, Bills, <laughs> Washington, Bengals, Titans, top five. Bucks, Browns, Packers, Dolphins, Lions, uh, the rest of the top 10. Then the 49ers, Bears, and Broncos. Those are my top 13 defenses this week yeah is there is there a case for another d you want to put it was a tough d week to be perfectly honest with you it was um mostly because the streaming options aren't terrific uh let's see you have dolphins in there i think you get away with the colts on the other side if you're desperate depending on if your league i've seen leagues where people carry two defenses for multiple weeks and it's frustrating to see but the colts on the other side with jacoby Brissett, if you want to play that um and then the cowboys Look, I, I'm not putting them. I'm not putting them over anybody you have there, but that pass rush against the Eagles was quite impressive, 
And again, if Diggs is going to be able to do something, get, we're talking about Sam Darnold here. He's looked a hell of a lot better getting away from Gase. But at the same time, there is potential for some mistakes in this game. I think everybody else I have on my streaming list, you already have here. Bear, yeah, yeah, you have everybody else I've put down. I put down Bears, Cincinnati, Saints, Green Bay. Do you have the Titans? Yeah, you have the Titans. Yeah, you have everybody. The only one that you don't have is I put. I finished off with the Colts and the Cowboys. Those are, by the way, seven and eight on my streaming options. Yeah, I mean, you can pick the Bengals are like 2% owned. You can just play them. Yeah, that's a, that's a very popular one. They were my second highest streaming option. Yeah, the Titans and Bengals. Titans and Bengals. Yeah, that makes sense. I just sense. had them flipped. Yeah, I, I mean, I would go Bengals over Titans just because the Titans, the Bengals D actually looks like it could be okay. And I don't know how that's possible, but they've looked pretty it's good. because they got 8 billion letters for all their players' names. <laughs> It's just too confusing to the opposing quarterback. Oh my God! You thought that was bad trying to do a, a con or what was it? Akina. A, a, Akina. You think that was bad? Look at just go down the roster of the Bengals and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right. Well, there we go. Jake Seeley. You can check him out at Allen Kid on Twitter at theathletic.com. And your rankings come out midnight on Tuesdays. Uh, you do, and they are just like yours, updated all the way up to kickoff, all, basically an active, so about 12.30-ish, and then I'm answering questions on Sunday mornings. Unlike you, because you, you say, screw you guys, you know the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I, I do do like a Twitter Q&A when I'm on the Stairmaster on Sunday mornings. I just, I work Sunday nights. I don't want to work Sunday mornings, too. I work every other day of the week. Just one, hey, one morning off so I can enjoy No, that's why my Saturdays. This is the only time I get to see my nieces and nephews. Saturdays, leave me alone on Saturdays. I want, I'm going to blow up your text. Text game uh, I still Saturdays. work on I still work on Saturdays anyway. People know that. Yeah. So I I mean I send out the newsletter. I update the rankings. Do all that stuff. But uh, we do have a Q and A on Mayo Media Network, eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time. So you can just tune into that if you guys start a question or just use the rankings. It's pretty easy to do. Like it's not super complicated. <laughs> they have numbers next to their names and everything. And guys are higher than other guys. And those are the guys numbers that, that I helped over. you figure out. Yeah. Which guys are ranked higher in the order? I, I know it's very confusing stuff. But this is what. <laughs> we're getting into uh go join runthesims.com right now if you want to make your own projections it's super easy on the site plus you have the barely game no simulator what's that sorry <laughs> continue talking i said barely an inconvenience it's from a thing on youtube go ahead <laughs> you hate me so much i do it's it's <laughs> give you the homer to burn through the i haven't camera. done that to you in a long time i know i know and i won't get mad at you like you're jeff because you're a good dude um where was i run the sims.com slash mayo get you a discount highly recommend you go do that now listeners league link in the description smash like sub to the channel and that will do it for me i will see you next time this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.